Every so often in the news, we will read about the new coming health crisis, whether that be smoking, obesity, sitting, all of these things come and go, it seems. that This is the new and coming health crisis. In a recent article I read, the coming health crisis is loneliness. Is loneliness. More and more people feel alone and isolated than ever before. Now, it used to be that as people age, they felt lonelier, which in a way, not to in any way degrade anyone, makes sense. People are less able and less capable of getting out and caring for themselves, and oftentimes they spend more time alone as spouses, as friends and family members pass. But now, the group that most acutely feels lonely and isolated are those who are 18 to 22. And this should shock us, it should shake us, and it should really ask us, what is going on? That should be the time in our life when we are least alone, least isolated, most connected. And if we look around, people are very connected. In their phone, at their fingertips, they have the ability to communicate with pretty much the entire world. And yet more and more people feel isolated and alone and despair, and don't see the point in living because they're so alone and afraid, and don't feel like they're known or loved. And this is an absolute and utter tragedy. But in a way, I remember feeling a very similar thing when I was getting ready to graduate college. The night before I graduated from college, I went to a small liberal arts school, and we gathered around the lake on campus, and there was a candlelight vigil, and I was there with all my buddies, and they started, the, the a cappella group started to sing this song, which was Eagles Take It to the Limit. I, under, no, I don't really understand why they used that song. So anytime I think of that song, I'm transported back to that lakeside in the spring of 2008. But I remember that being there and realizing in that moment that I was utterly alone. That in four years, I had shared so much with these friends, but I'd never shared my heart. And I never felt like, They asked for my heart, and it was so heavy and so crippling. And as I started to think about that, what does this mean? I realized something in my life. As I started to change my life, as I started to give more and more in my life away into Christ, I realized that for four years, I pretty much defined my life by division, whether that be internal or external. Yes, I desired with my heart to know and love God, but with my actions, I desired to serve myself and hurt other people. I had this inner division that was affecting my ability to love other people. I didn't even really care for or love myself in a meaningful way. I thought that pleasure or power or wealth or all those things that are illustrious in passing would give me satisfaction, would make me whole, and they left me emptier and more alone. Fast forward a few months later, I was living on the Navajo Reservation, and I we uh, was living with a group of uh, missionaries. We were working in a Catholic school out there and teaching, and we had to do a little bit of a shuffle and move around, and I was going to be living by myself in a trailer 15 miles from anyone else it, that I knew. There were other people there, but I didn't know who they were, and I was terrified about this. But here's the thing. In those intervening months, by seeking more unity with Christ, by changing my life, by praying more, by building community that was based on a pursuit of virtue and holiness, when that opportunity came and I was the most physically alone I had ever been, I didn't feel alone anymore. Because I knew there were people who knew and loved me. I knew that my life was in and trending in the right direction. 
That as I turned more and more to Christ and away from myself and away from sin, all of a sudden, even though I was physically alone, I wasn't alone. Because here's what we celebrate today, brothers and sisters, is that there is a communion of saints. We are never alone. We are built for communion. We are built for union with God and with one another. And the more we turn our heart to Christ, the more we turn our heart to his love and transform our life in his love, the more fulfilled, the more united we are and can become. But we also must overcome the threat and the temptation of giving our life to Christ. Because we know, as we heard in the second reading from St. John's letter, it says this, the reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. So when we make that step to Christ, we fear that we're going to lose those friendships. We fear that we're going to lose that unity. What we, tra- what we transition from is an illustrious unity to a vital unity, to a unity that's based on particulars, to a unity that's va- based on everything. And all of a sudden, we are transformed. Yes, there is that period where we have to step in to the unknown. We have to jump and trust that the Lord will catch us. But we're jumping into the arms of an all-knowing and all-loving God. We're following after the path of all the saints. When we sit in the confessional, when we cry out to God for help, guess what? Every saint has sat in that place, has cried out, and the Lord has responded, and that saint has turned his or her heart over to him and has done magnificent and wonderful things. We think of the transformation of a guy like St. Francis of Assisi or St. Ignatius of Loyola who were living for the world, who met the Lord, who laid down their life, and who today, hundreds of years after their death, we are inspired by their lives. We echo what they have to teach and say because we have that unity in Christ, because we're made for each other. We're made for love. We're made for more. It's not easy to be a saint. In fact, it's the hardest thing you will do with your life. But it is the one thing, the only thing, that will give you meaning and purpose, that will allow you to never be alone, no matter where you are. Because if Christ is the center of your life, and that's what it means to be a saint, brothers and sisters, for Christ to be everything, for Christ to be the absolute center, for my life to reflect that in every single way, imperfect as we all are, but striving toward perfection. When we get that right, everything else falls into place. We celebrate today not only the fact that God has saved that God is saving, but that God will save, that God is working in each one of our hearts. God is calling you to step forward, to step out of the loneliness and the darkness, to step into his embracing love, to step into this community, to step into those opportunities for fellowship, to walk away from those things that are dragging you down. And guess what? There are myriads upon myriads staring upon God's face in heaven our friends, our family members, the canonized saints alike, and they're praying for you. In Christ and in Christ alone, you are never alone.